Hey everybody, welcome back to another night of Walk It Out. My name is Gretchen Cannon. I'm the community pastor here at Grace Church. Uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you uh, so much for who you are and who you created us to be, conformed to your image. And Father, I just ask as we dive into this topic of eating the word and your scriptures and, and what your heart is really for us to hear your living voice and walk out our obedience. I just ask that uh, the words that you want spoken come out of me and they fall on good soil, that we will hear the things that you want us to hear. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, what I want to um, spend the next couple of weeks on um, is just kind of talking about some of the language that you've heard um, me use in previous Walk It Outs. Um, you also might have heard uh, Steve use it on Wednesday in the Word. And by the way, if you aren't tapping into that resource, um, I encourage you go to the YouTube channel, Wednesday in the Word, um, or you, know, you can go back on our website or our Facebook page. There's also a YouTube channel for Walk It Out and catch those previous episodes of Wednesday in the Word. And then every Wednesday, uh, join him for that. But you might have heard him talk about um, some different language or some words either there or maybe us on Sunday mornings. And so I just want to take some um, the next several weeks and talk through um, some of the concepts or some of the, the um, fundamentals behind some of the language. And so we're going to start off with eating the word. And so this is one of the tools that we use um, to sit with the Lord. And as we connect with him through the scriptures, then we, were a we are able to remain and abide and stay with him throughout it. And like whatever he's um, uh, speaking to our heart, whatever our obedience is to walk out, whatever revelation and rhema words that he is uh, showing to us personally. And so one of the things that leads to lordship is hearing his voice and then walking out or obedience to that. And it may not even mean like you go and do something, but it may be a truth that you believe. So like you hear his voice, maybe that you are accepted or you are beloved or um, you are gentle or whatever. And then you walk out your obedience of believing that truth. And that's what leads to lordship. And that's what the kingdom of God is all about, is his rule and reign. Yes, here on the earth, but more importantly, in your heart. Because if it isn't in your heart, and if it isn't in my heart, and if it isn't in everybody's heart, then it can't rule and reign here on earth right now. And so this is one of the tools for that. We call it Eat the Word. And um, this is just where you dive into scripture to see what his living voice says to you. And uh, Psalm 85, 8 says, I will hear what the Lord, um, what, let me start over with that. <laughs> Psalm 85, 8 says, I will hear what God, the Lord will speak. So he will speak and I will hear. He will speak and you will hear. Like that is your birthright as a born-again believer in Christ. And honestly, before you were in Christ, you heard the Lord's voice. Because how in the world did you know he was beckoning your heart to come into a relationship with him? You heard his voice. Now, it might not have been like 
the voice you're hearing coming um, out of your audio system right now as I'm talking, but like you heard him speak to you. And that is a promise that he will speak to you and you will hear. And so this tool, um, obviously I can't teach the tool. I just want to talk about the concept and, and what it is. So as you hear us talk about eating the word, you have like a foundational understanding of what it is. But this is a great tool for beginners. If you're learning how to read scripture, if you're learning how to study the word, if you're learning even how to hear his voice, it's a fantastic tool for that. And so I want to give you a couple of examples. One of them is uh, I was spending some time each week with fifth graders uh, on a Wednesday night, and I was teaching them um, pieces to eat the word, and I was teaching them how to use the tool BibleHub.com to, to see what the original meaning um, is, or a better idea of it even. And um, we were in Matthew where it says um, uh, that Jesus came to baptize us in the Holy Spirit and fire. And one of my fifth graders, she like freaked out. She's, she's so cute and sassy. And she was like, Gretchen, I'm not okay with this. And I was like, what are you not okay with? And she said, well, it says that Jesus will baptize me in the Holy Spirit and fire. I am okay with him baptizing me in the Holy Spirit. I am not okay with him burning me. And I thought, wow, like how many times do we take a scripture and we really don't understand it? Now, as adults, we probably know that unless we have an old covenant view of Jesus, but we probably know he's not really meaning he's going to burn us and immerse us in flames. And so this tool is a fantastic tool because one of the filters is to use BibleHub.com for word meaning. And what was great is instead of me explaining to her the meaning of the word, and trying to convince her that she should listen to me and trust what I say, I was able to use this tool and this particular filter to get her to dive in to what it really means and to hear the voice of the Lord for her herself. And so what I said was, why don't you look that word up in Bible Hub? And so she went in to the scripture and um, she began to look and see that that word fire in that instance was actually a refining fire. It was one of purifying. And she was like, man, I totally can let Jesus do this. And so it was just a great opportunity for us to really be able to see like um, the author's intent. Like what did the Lord mean for us to hear in this? And um, another example is my son's first grade teacher. She doesn't attend here at Grace, but um, she messaged me and said, hey, I'm about ready to have surgery and I'm looking for some Bible studies and I feared you would have some great recommendations. Could you recommend one? And I messaged her back and said, absolutely, I can recommend some Bible studies, but I haven't done any um, in several years, like two or three years. And the reason why is because I've learned how to eat the word. And so I don't need um, or look for somebody else's commentary or somebody else's viewer opinion. Now, I will say this, like I still listen to a lot of teachers and um, like the Lord uses them well, just like I hope he's using me in your life 
Steve in your life on Wednesday nights and, and uh, our services here on Sunday morning and things like that. But, but what I mean is like sometimes we read a commentary before we ask the Lord what he's speaking to our heart. And so it can actually give us sometimes an exit ramp off of something that the Lord wants to reveal within our heart that he wants to speak to us. And so um, it was a great opportunity in that moment for me to just share with her about Eat the Word. And we actually hosted one um, at Grace Church about a year ago or six months ago, I don't remember. And she actually came and brought her best friend and they joined in with us. And it's a, it's a fantastic tool for you to be able to dive into what the Lord is really speaking to you rather than somebody else's opinion and perspective. And so let's talk about why it's called Eat the Word, because um, I think this is a very important thing. So we're going to look at a couple of scriptures. One is in Ezekiel and one is in Jeremiah. And so Ezekiel 3 verses 1 through 3 says, And he spoke to me, Son of man, eat what is before you. Eat this scroll and then go speak to the people of Israel. So I opened my mouth and he gave me the scroll to eat. Then he said to me, son of man, eat this scroll I am giving you and fill your stomach with it. So I ate it and it tasted as sweet as honey in my mouth. And then Jeremiah fifteen sixteen says, when your words came, I ate them. They were my joy and my heart's delight. For I bear your name, Lord God Almighty. So right here in these two scriptures, it talks about actually taking the words of the Lord in. Now, Ezekiel says a scroll and Jeremiah says a words, but like it's the voice of the Lord through the scriptures. It's the voice of the Lord in other areas. But right now, the reason um, right now we're going to focus on scriptures and why we're calling it eat the word. And so what happens is, and when you take a scripture, and I know like if any of you know any scripture at all, like you know this to be true. There are some scriptures that you have taken in and they have become part of you. Whether it's a scripture on peace or forgiveness or love or identity, like there, is, there are scriptures that you have taken in and it has, you have become one with that in your mind, your will, and your emotions. And so that's what this is talking about. Take in the word of the Lord through scripture and then let it become one with you. Let yourself be so transformed by that truth that that is the window, the lens that you see everything through. And I did a series on Walk It Out, um, um, I don't know, seven or eight weeks ago called The Process of Transformation. And um, did, did several weeks, and then Mike Daniel even cho- joined me, my friend from San Antonio, and we got to talk through um, the process of transformation and how you see the new covenant. So if you have not gotten to grab those, I encourage you jump on the Walk It Out channel on YouTube and go back through those three or four videos on the process of transformation. Because it's the same way with every scripture, every truth that he gives you. Like you take that truth in, And for it to become one with you, for you to be transformed in that truth, there is a process that you go through to own it in your mind, your will, and your emotions. And so it's a great tool, um, very, very helpful. 
I also want to look at some New Testament scriptures in John um, that, that really goes with eat the word here. John 6, 63 says, it is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and are life. Now, this is Jesus speaking. John 15, 5 says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. And, and so like right there in those two scriptures, Jesus is talking about like the spirit gives life. The words I've spoken to you are spirit and life. Now he like scriptures are written before Jesus spoke this. Yes. Like there was the scrolls that they read from in the temple and things like that. And so, um, but the words that Jesus were speaking was speaking right here. And the words he has spoken had not been recorded for anyone to read at that moment. And so this is a living voice speaking is what it's talking about. And when you marry the scriptures with the Holy Spirit, like it will change your life. It will come alive just like it says their spirit and life. And then in John 15, where it talks about abiding in him, like you stay connected to him. And then that way, or you sit with him, you get into the scriptures, then you stay connected with him. And that's how you abide in your mind, your will, and your emotions as you go throughout the day. One more I want to read for you in John 10, verse 9. It says, I am the door. If anyone enters through me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. And so my brother-in-law, um, Philip, he's being discipled by um, uh, two ladies. He's in a group, two ladies that I disciple out in Western Oklahoma that attended a Mennonite church there. And uh, he and my sister are um, being discipled by them as well as a couple others. But um, when I was home for Thanksgiving, um, he asked me this question because he had just been learning how to eat the word. And like he and my sister, Katie, they were um, eating the word a lot. and the Lord was just speaking to them magnificently and just blowing their minds. Like it's just the most awesome thing. But um, he asked me this question. I thought this was a fantastic question. He said, how do you know what scriptures to eat? And I said, let's look at John 10, 9. It says, like, I am the door. If anyone enters through me, he will be saved. And he will go in and out and find pasture. Like right there, Jesus is the good shepherd in John 10. And he says, you will go in and out to find pasture. And the pasture, if you're not a farmer, surely you at least know this. Like a pasture is where you graze. It's where the sheep, the uh, cattle, the horses, like all of the livestock, they get fed and nourished in the pasture. And so going back to marrying that to John 6, where it says the words I've spoken to you are spirit and life, like this tool is a very spirit-led tool. There's not a syllabus. There's not a reading plan. Now, you can use this tool along with a reading plan, but that's not the way it is um, designed. Like it's designed if, um, if the Lord is leading you to, um, to read John 1, 
then you might, he might ask you to eat every single scripture in John 1. Or it might just be that you're reading John 1 and a scripture highlights to you. Like never read the scriptures apart from the author. So as you sit down to read the scriptures, ask him to come into your time and let him highlight a scripture. And um, as he highlights that scripture, then take that scripture, it might be two or three, but take that scripture and eat it. Now, um, a friend and I went away to the lake um, um, for, I don't know, three or four days, and we ate the entire chapter of Ephesians 4 in the weekend. We were crazy hungry to find out the truths of it. But like that, is, there is no rule beyond it is spirit-led. So you partner with the spirit in that. And so whatever scripture you decide um, to dive into is the one that you need to, to go with. And so before I wrap up, um, and we're going to spend a couple of weeks on some of this, but I want to talk about the difference between um, the rhema word, which rhema is a Greek word for the word word in scripture. And then there's the written word. There's the scriptures. And so just like in John 6, the words I have spoken to you are spirit and life. When you read the scriptures, and there's many more scriptures to go to support that, but when you read the scriptures, if you don't set with the author, then they're just words on a page, just like a novel. Now, I don't want anybody to take offense to that. I'm not saying the word of God is not holy and amazing, but I'm talking about it was never meant to be read apart from the spirit of the Lord. It never was. And so when you look at scripture, um, for one, there's a scripture in Luke when the angel came to Mary. It's one of my favorite um, things, uh, like examples of the word rhema. And rhema is a Greek word because it's in the New Testament. A, um, a Hebrew word is in the Old Testament. And so in Luke 2, um, when the angel came to Mary to say, hey, you're going to be pregnant. I know you've never known a man, but you're going to be pregnant and you're going to have a baby and he's going to be the son of God and you're going to call his name Jesus. I'm like all of this. And she's like, what? Totally freaked out. But, but after they have this dialogue, she says, let it be according to thy word. And that is Rhema right there. And what that means is like a word that is spoken to you as a yielded believer by the living voice. So you have the living voice, which this one came in the form of an angel to Mary. I don't think we will all have an angel appear to us every moment of every day, right? But the angel came to Mary and he spoke a word the living voice spoke a word to her heart. Now, when he first started speaking to her, she was not yielded and receptive. She was totally freaked out and overcome by fear. And so part of that word in Rhema is a spoken word made by the living voice to a yielded believer. And so when Mary decided, whoa, I'm going to yield my will to your will. Then it inbirthed faith inside of her to walk it out. So you have uh, the Greek word rhema, which is a spoken word by the living voice that inbirths faith 
inside of a yielded believer. And so when you sat down with the written word, when you sat down with the scriptures, and you let the Holy Spirit have it come alive in you, and you like and you hear a word for you, for instance, we may eat the same four or five scriptures at the same time, but the living voice probably is going to speak something different to my heart than yours. But it doesn't mean that you're wrong and I'm right, or I'm right and you're wrong. It really just is. He is relational. I am at different maturity levels than you are. I am at different, like I see different lenses. I have different filters of maybe hurt and things he's, and woundedness that he's trying to heal me from. And the same with you. So like it's a personal word to your heart. Isn't that fun? Like so awesome that, um, that he, is, he is so relational to us that he wants to speak a personal word. So even though we're eating the same few verses, like what we hear to us, to ourselves, not our interpretation, not our opinion of the scripture, I'm talking about the rhema word to each one of us could be to completely different. Now it could be the same as well, but it, what it's going to do is it's going to imbirth faith inside of you if you're yielded. If you're a yielded believer to him, it will inbirth faith inside of you to walk out that truth, to believe that truth, to begin the process, or maybe even continue the process of transformation in that truth. And so I hope this is making some sense to you. Um, like what I'd ask is, is give me another week or two as we, as I talk through the rest of Eat the Word. And um, But I definitely wanted you guys to know like, what it, why it's called that and what it's about. And um, it is definitely like a tool that helps us interpret scripture um, through the author's intent, who is the Lord, not our view and opinion, right? Because if we're still looking through the old covenant transactional lens um, quite a bit, then we're going to see scripture through a transactional filter. But if we actually can look at that scripture from the author's intent, we can see it with that. And we see it through that lens of the new covenant. Then we can see a finished work in Christ and all of the things that come to us through our relationship and through our new covenant economy in Jesus. And so uh, let me pray for us before uh, we sign off for tonight. And then I'm, I can't wait to share next week and continue this part of Eat the Word. So, Father, I just ask, Lord, that you, um, like the truths that you wanted us to hear, Father, that we will be receptive to hear those truths. And um, I just ask as they go about their weekend and next week, Lord, like you will, you will give them glimpses of what it looks like for them to hear rhema words through your scripture. And I ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, you guys have a good weekend.